egotistical, so unpredictable Here on the SNL Network Yes, that is right. Welcome, everybody, to the Saturday Night Network here on this Monday night at the end of November, post-Thanksgiving in the United States. So happy to be with you on this Monday night. My name is John, of course, and we are live. So excited to be live here as we start to make our way towards the December episodes of Saturday Night Live, kicking off this Saturday with host Kiki Palmer. So very excited to talk about everything to do with Kiki Palmer coming up next week with the Hot Take Show Roundtable by the Numbers and Patron Show. But for now, for this week, we have a very special show called Point Counterpoint. And this was an idea that we had over the summer that we tried. We did like a little bit of a test episode with Andrew Dick and TJ Randolph, who are both with us tonight, where we had an SNL debate show and we debated topics to do with season 47 and looking ahead to 48. And I think it was a huge success. I got a ton of feedback <laughs> about the two of you and your debating skills. So obviously this comes from the... <laughs> debating skills. <laughs> and skill. <laughs> yeah, this comes from the original incarnation of the show where we obviously had Dan Aykroyd and... Jane Curtin debating, uh, you know, ignorant slut stuff. So it was, uh, it, you know, we're 45 years. Do you want us years. to slut shame each other? Like, I mean, I used to be a hoe, but I'm not trying to like do that to Andrew. I don't know what his life is like. All right, well, let me introduce you guys. Hold on. So so uh, 48 years later, we're still doing this. So uh, very excited to have the two of you on the show with us. Probably the two most opinionated people we have on the Saturday Night Network. So you're uh, damn right. <laughs> so of course, you know him very well. The man from that week in SNL, it is Andrew Dick. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing well, ready to get into slut stuff with my two friends. Uh, <laughs> it's good to be yeah, back. Yeah. I, I missed out on the last, you know, round of hot take shows, usually appear every block or so, uh, but decided to stick, uh, you know, sit this one out. So it is fun to now, you know, now that the, enough time has passed from that block of episodes and the first one to kind of, you know, hash it all out. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited to talk to you now. And of course, you'll be back with us in December, hopefully for a hot take show if, if the show doesn't uh, drive you crazy between now and then. So uh, we'll get to talk about that. But of course, you've heard his voice already. It is TJ Randolph. TJ, how are you? John, I'm offended. Uh, because as somebody who actually works for you as a part of this network, even though, you know, with no pay, which is fine. Um, you know, I'm offended that Andrew was introduced first. Uh, I, you know, this order, I don't know what's going on here, but you uh, did come on StreamYard last. So if you would come on before Andrew, then you would be introduced first. Semantics, John. That's like, why I'm I, up here. You know, like you always do this. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm feeling blessed, black, highly favored and unprepared to be here. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to step into my American roots and yell about a bunch of stuff and be opinionated about things I know very little about. I mean, I know a lot about SNL, but. I'm not as fresh as I could be. So um, I'm hoping this is entertaining to the listeners. If not, I'm so sorry. Also, don't tell me. Um... <laughs> well, that is what this show is, unfortunately, TJ, where the listeners are going to tell us who wins oh, wait, each of these Word? debates. Yeah, that's how we did it last time. We're going to keep going mm -hmm. with that. So if you think either Andrew or TJ won the debate, you got to let us know in the chat or if you're listening. Now, it was very informal last time. Is there a way to get like uh, polls running 
Uh, right, don't get into SNL like poll a, stuff. Like, uh, well, speaking but, of like formal, like should we be wearing ties or there be letters? Like, will we have somebody to announce? That, John, you really got to take a hold of the show, man. Like, or Andrew and I are gonna just like <laughs> go off with it. <laughs> well, look, look, we're gonna we'll find a good way to get this done and we'll reveal the results. I believe uh, the first show it was fairly even across the board. I think it was about three of you. Uh, three debates were won by one of you. Three debates were won by the other one. So I'm curious to see if one of you will run away with this this uh. time. But all right, let me explain the rules for anybody who missed who missed this last time we have 10 uh, we have six topics okay each of them will go for about 10 minutes i'm gonna put 10 minutes on the clock once we're done we're gonna wrap it up we'll do like some final arguments i'll give andrew and tj an opportunity to give some like opening statements or their opinions on this and then we'll get into some real debate followed by the closing arguments uh i'm going to switch things up if you're watching visually i'm going to switch things up on Streamyard where i'm going to make it so that the three of us are right oh that's here, right like that's this right. so that mm. yeah yeah there you go up close and personal yeah, so man. that oh you can God. see i didn't put us. my face on john but okay mm -mm. that's okay no you look <laughs> i didn't shave or anything no i'm that? totally kidding i look very cute i just had to go to dinner <laughs> yeah. um. <laughs> well there you go so now you get to you get to see them up close as they debate with each other so this time i wanted to talk about topics obviously that are relevant to snl discourse right now so we picked six topics that are season 48 related so far obviously we're six episodes into this 21 episode season so a little bit more than a quarter of the way through the season i think we have an idea of what the season is starting to look like at least and perhaps it may look different down the road but at least for now checking in at this point heading into these christmas shows what the show is looking like now we could start to discuss that and debate it so that's what we're going to do tonight chat i look forward to hearing your thoughts as well all right, Andrew, are you ready? I'm ready. TJ, are you ready? Let's let's do this. <laughs> okay. All right. This is what we wanted to ready. know. Okay. Well, Estoy this, listo. Is, <laughs> this is what we wanted to know first. We wanted to know so far, six episodes in, has season 48 of Saturday Night Live been a good season? As simple as that. Has it been a good season of the show? Okay. For this one. I'd like to start with TJ, okay? Oh, TJ, can you, <laughs> can you start and tell us, has season 48 been a good season? All right, ju just so I can also understand the format, just to make sure, if one of us argues one point, the other has to argue the opposite, no. even if we don't no. stand by No? No. Well, what's the point of so, agreeing? It's a point-counterpoint. No, well, look, I, I, I know that the two of you have such strong opinions that mm. I want I want to keep it genuine. So if you guys agree on something, that's fine. We'll find the points of disagreement in your arguments because no, I think we'll that's natural. It's going to naturally oh, happen. We'll between find the two them. Of you. Yeah. So if you guys, if you both feel like, it's a good season, that's fine. But I know that's yeah. that's not the way you both feel. So let's 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 go and let's uh, let's get through it. Okay, TJ, starting with you, <laughs> Jonathan. Uh, the season has been uh, the, the the state of the. If we're to do a state of the season of SNL. The state of the season is good. We have we have been we have been look as some of my homies who might sometimes eat too much uh eat too much dairy or maybe their bodies just doing some things. Sometimes we just get a little bloated. And that's what SNL was feeling these past couple of seasons. Even though we had people we loved, Melissa Via Senor, Kate McKinnon, people who are very talented, they had to go. And I'm I'm not I'm not exactly happy about it. That's why I was dancing. Um, Pete Davidson was already like half out. Like we we had so much bloatedness, and you know what we needed to do? We needed to take an antacid. We needed to, to handle our business, and then we needed to go about the rest of our day because you can't 
stay in the bathroom when you have to work for the other half of the day. You just can't do these things. So <laughs> off to an incredible start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm really just pulling this out of my ass. I don't know. Um, but I think it has been a fantastic season. <laughs> I think it's been a what? fantastic season. The analogy is basically that like, SNL is like you when you had too big of a lunch, but you're in the middle of your workday. And so your whole workday is like pause because you're like, oh, shoot. Like, I, like you, you got, I don't want to like get gross, but you have to like handle your business basically. But you still have the rest of the workday. So now that everything is like taken care of, basically, you can now start afresh. You have a new like boom of motivation to work. This analogy is not perfect, listener. And so you're I, saying I season 47 was a giant dump? After no, I'm saying season 47 is you having finished a good meal, but you're a little too full. And season 48 is you with your second wind and um, a, like, you feeling lighter. Huh? I, do I, do huh? I regret doing the show already? Yeah, it's, it's – <laughs> anyways, so, like, <laughs> yes, that is a reference to – never mind. I don't like being gross. Um, but, like, that aside, I think it's been a great season because, like, it feels just so much less, like, full. And we are really getting a chance to see dynamics that we haven't seen. Let's be honest. One of the best things to come out of this new thing is seeing that pairing of Heidi and Chloe together. I'm still thinking about that flat booty sketch and the two of them playing those Karens. Like, I think it's it's more like we're getting a chance to see other types of people. They, they can breathe a little bit. And mm. also this season, I think the reason is, I, I don't want to say it's stronger, but the reason it feels good is because it feels different we're like we have like all these newbies that honestly probably in the amount of mike murray would know but in the amount of time that we've had this um this new season it just these six episodes i feel like the four <laughs> cast members have gotten more screen time or do than like aristotle even did if like in his oh, whole season and yeah. it's not a breath that's not a crack against aristotle people know that i love him but like this feels like more of an ensemble season now granted i am speaking sort of pre-cecily a little bit that has changed the mix a teeny bit but there is something very fresh and in it about this season that like somebody like Andrew, at least I think the point, you, the small point you could agree on is that like we wanted to see something new and we are getting that as to whether people like it or not, who cares? But you know what people feel, it seems like the show is reinvigorated. It seems like there's new energy, like they're trying different things. And you know what? I'm laughing a bunch. So I think it's a fantastic season. And yes, I guess I did make an analogy for uh, analogy to, to, to yeah, toilets. Well, we and... know, we know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we right, were all there. You talked okay, about I'm never listening like to this. I'm never listening minutes. to this one. This, Sometimes this I can is, listen, but I'm this never is, uh, doing it. podcasting gold uh, that you've given us today. Uh, <laughs> let's go to uh, the counterpoint from Andrew. Has season 48 been a good season, Andrew? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's been a rough one so far out of our sample size of six. To be honest, I've only really truly enjoyed one all the way through, and the rest are. You know, from middling to very fraught uh, for me. And I will agree, it is nice to see, and we'll get into this as, as we explore other questions, but I do like the more ensemble feel for the show right now. And it does give it a, I wouldn't say a completely new flavor, but it does feel different. You know, it it, it is... Uh, out of step of what we've been getting the last couple seasons where I felt like a handful of people really dominated, uh, you know, and other people were shut out. I feel like everybody's kind of filtering through right now. And that's good. Uh, though the writing I feel hasn't changed. 
And if it has changed, it's gotten a lot more cruel and mean, mean spirited to me, I feel. And or just, again, fraught, fraught might be my word for the night. I mean, you got that grimace sketch, you know, in the, the Miles Teller episode that was like, you know, uh, biphobic, you know, there's like, what's going on with this? And then, I mean, the Try Guys sketch, I enjoyed that one. But even that was like, you know, you guys are stupid. Why do you care? This is all nonsense. The, what was it? The the Jets uh, pregame, you know, uh, tailgating sketch was was just, you know, full-throated uh, nastiness. And full-throated. it is... <laughs> Bro. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, you go for it. What's you happening? Said Walter Roden. <laughs> Why do you guys say it like TJ, that? TJ, I'm all sorry, right. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. T- continue, continue, please. TJ, you just talked about it for three minutes straight, and then I but said I never said the word shit because I have class. Why would you say full throat? I'm sorry. You're going to have to edit this one, John. I'm sorry. Well, oh, you really? <laughs> so, yeah, there is. Um, I don't know. I, I can't say it feels rejuvenated, to be honest, because. There is a mean streak to it that I'm not really latching on to. Uh, and so I, I feel it feels unmoored. It does it there is no way ahead right now. It feels every single episode kind of feels different than the last one in weird ways, but then also the same. So I'm gonna say so far, no, I I don't think it's really been a good season. And if we take that sample size, one episode out of six is one I like. That's not good for me. I have a question for you. I'm still trying to like wrap my head around what you were saying about there being a a mean spiritedness. Now, is this mean? Is this towards anyone? Like, like I'm wondering. I'm still trying to like wrap my head around like what you are describing. I think what? you're saying that there's like a darker tone to some of the sketches. Am I? Mm-hmm. I understand that correctly. Yeah, yeah, which is- for sure. And I think there has been things that are directly mean to certain communities. Yes, like I, I do feel that there has been some pretty mean spirited material, and one that can't really back itself up with a satirical bent or a, a parody like bent. It, it just, yeah, some of the stuff just feels nasty to me. And you can do that. That's that's you know I I enjoy large swaths of say Michael O'Donoghue's output, but he had a a, a cleaner uh, through line, a a vision to what he was doing, and I don't feel that with a lot of what is happening right now. So, um, you know, all right, let's get TJ's mm. thoughts. Well, I just have another question. Like I'm. Give us your I thoughts. Think Stop about... asking questions. I've, I gave my <laughs> thoughts at the start. That's so why I talked about for five fine. minutes. What do you want to know? Fine. You want to know about my poop? Yeah. <laughs> no, please stop. stop. No, no, no more. No more. <laughs> TJ, questions. I never said the word. All right, because I'm classy. Um, I would hold up a wine glass, but I don't. I don't have one next to me. Um, no. I. I guess my question just is. I, well, actually, John, I don't have any more to expand upon that. I just. I'm the mean thing is what I'm really trying to find because. Well, well, this is the thing is that uh, the, it, we're talking about the debate of has SNL season 48 been a good season or not? And yeah. I think TJ, despite I the stand by lo- everything I said, TJ, despite the long uh, analogy okay. that he used, uh, made a very clear case for him why he feels it's a good season because he feels like the season feels lighter. 
Andrew, from what I understand is that you made an argument of sort of agreeing with TJ that the season does feel lighter, but the sketches feel darker. And that's your yes. one caveat there. So I do feel like at least in this argument here, TJ is arguing a much stronger point than you are. No, it's because I'm just, a, I'm great at arguing. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Actually, I feel like, and this is something I've also discussed, is that I feel like a lot of these cast members don't know what to do with this darker material because either they're they're fresh uh, and or have been there for nigh upon years and have never really had to anchor stuff like this before. So it just feels weird when Cecily or Mikey are just screaming things at, at off-screen people. Uh, and I, I just it feels out of step for what I I expect. I mean, I, I'm fine with the show giving me stuff I don't expect, but then it still needs to work in any cohesive way, which a lot of it doesn't. I don't know, man. Amy Schumer pushing a guy out of a wheelchair off screen and the wheelchair rolling past the screen. It was just that made me laugh. Like, I know it's mean, but like I grew up in Baltimore where roasting is the second language. So like I like when people get a little bit mean. Um, like, I don't know. It, it cracked me up. But also I am a fan of Amy Schumer. Like I enjoy what she does. Um, the only thing I can agree with you on is that like Michael Che has like snuck in like one joke. Like the best three was he snuck in like one like randomly sexist joke like each episode the past few where it's like it, it's not like it's not like it's not funny but it's more like michael what are you doing <laughs> like it's more of a if it's like if you're doing that at the cellar and you're performing on stage i'm not really going to be like that i'm going to be like okay what the hell but i'm not really going to be that like weird about it well, but i think, it just feels I like think michael's been doing that for a while kind of uh of ribbing the audience it, telling something that no, he knows that, that the audience is going to react against no and then that, you're go, right. oh. no you're right he's been ribbing the audience but there's something very specific about the past few episodes where he's made like one joke about like a woman being in the kitchen or like a woman like not having dinner ready on time or something there's been like one joke the past few episodes and I don't know if anyone else has like noticed this too, but it feels like it's a little bit more punchy. But that's the only like honestly, that's the only really tone of mean I can see. I mean, some people could also probably argue Chappelle's monologue, you know. Um, but yeah. like I'm not a person of that community of which like it would be necessarily a target for. So I can't really like say whether or not it was. I've heard people from from like Sammy, Nicole, uh, John, you know, that like would have a better perspective on it on how it affected them, but like you know, I can't say it like was or wasn't mean. All I can say is that like I can see the angle, but not for like the whole six episodes, like not at all. Although let's remember last season, Andrew did throw a fake corpse off of a cliff. Sorry, mm. Andrew Dismukes <laughs> did throw yeah, a fake no, corpse. Yeah. yeah, in a in yeah, in a in a sketch. You didn't miss that yeah. hot take show where that happened. <clears throat> yeah, um, that was good. But- um, yeah. Have you seen Sammy no more? <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See you, Sammy. Yeah. Uh, but, so, you know. uh, Andrew, can I ask a question to Andrew? Because I, I, yeah, I'm I not thought we can't ask here. questions. Yeah, that is true. Yes, touche. <laughs> but uh, I, <laughs> I sort of uh, find this point of yours extremely intriguing because coming into this, I would, I sort of expected you would say that you don't feel season 48 has been a good season based on the discourse I've seen you uh, put online and our conversations. But I didn't think that this would be your argument. So that sort of surprises me because I feel like this argument of yours, though it may be how you truly feel, is not consistent with the 
sort of comments that you have made to me in the past about your views on the show, which mm -hmm. is strictly that you are looking for something different from the show. And what you've described tonight is that SNL is doing something different and it's not working for you. Well, and I actually don't feel that it is doing something that the show hasn't done before. In fact, a lot of the the angle, the energy, the vibe of what is happening right now uh, reminds me a lot of the early to mid 90s SNL, like maybe season 20, 19, something like that, where you got that the Adam Sandler, uh, Chris Farley era the bad boys era where it, it had bad this uh, you know edginess that that never connected with me i don't like those years uh to be fully honest and so there's an aggressiveness to it that is not earned uh in ex in its execution now in those years at least they i felt they had performers that you know, felt more inclined or better willing to, to pull that stuff off. But again, like I say, when it's, it's, it's Cecily and stuff pulling this off, it, it, it comes off very strange to me. And I do feel that there is a, an aggressive tone to a lot of sketches right now that uh, I, I, I don't know if it's like a sense of desperation to kind of find what the tone is right now. Uh, but yeah, okay. it, 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 to have something that like that, vibe you really so, gotta nail it we're running out of time for this uh, right. this one so uh andrew do you want to make a final comment or you feel like you said all you had to say on this? i think i've said all i can say okay tj let me give you a chance do you have a final comment of why season 48 has been a good season to you i mean i i originally did like say what i said but like as somebody who grew up watching like like Chappelle or enjoys people like anthony jessenick or used to watch a lot of like early family guy where those things were actually really like mean and like messed up and like a little aggressive and you know for their time well anthony jessonick aside but like for their time and whatnot i and again this is all very subjective but like i can see the same spirit in the full show like a couple of cast members maybe a host yes but the full show i can't you know think that like it, it may be sarah sherman but sarah isn't necessarily mean she's just gross um, mm -hmm. like I, I can't for the life of me. See, I mean, that turkey joke is still every time I think Sarah Sherman, I think about that turkey bit, and I just I, I can't. But there, forgiven like somebody who used to watch like Seth MacFarlane make fun of celebrities, to like now, like to how people are way more. And I do not mean this in like the most. There is a higher consideration for different perspectives that goes into some people whenever they're performing or doing things publicly. And that still exists there. You know, I don't think people like Chloe and like Andrew um, or like, uh, who's on the, I was about to say Kyle and Beck, but no, uh, I'm, I'm losing track of all these people. Um, like Cecily and Keenan are really going out there, you know, being mean-spirited. Like, I, I just, I can't rock with that as a reason for why this season will be bad. Like, I, I just, I disagree entirely, honestly. I can see specific okay. notes, but not whole perspectives. It's a whole right. uh, views. 
Chat, let us know what you think. Did Andrew or did TJ win this first debate? Has season 48 been a good or bad season so far? Doesn't mean it's what it's going to be for the rest of the season. We obviously have many more episodes to go. So we'll see what the tone is for the rest of the season. If this starts to continue some of the trends that we've seen, or if we see a uh, different show, which I, and personally, I'll say, I think every episode has been extremely different this season from each other. So at least for me, I'm expecting that this could go either way in December. Excited to see it. All right, let's head over to our next question. Let's head over to question number two, and then we'll get into more stuff. So let's talk about who has been the cast most valuable player so far this season. So MVP could be something different to you than it is to our panelists, but we know I'm not going to give a clear definition of what I'm looking for here. It's really up to Andrew and TJ about how they want to argue who the MVP has been. Some people look at things, obviously, from a sports angle, more statistically. Some people just simply who they enjoy the most. Some people who they feel if they took them away from the show, the show would be at its most uh, at, at its biggest deficit without them. And that's what mm. makes the most valuable. So that's something interesting when you're talking about what makes the most valuable player this season. Andrew, I'm going to start with you 10 minutes on the clock. Okay. Well, this one is another tricky one for me uh, because as I said earlier, I feel like the show is going for a more ensemble feel right now. Uh, I think they're trying with pushing certain people uh, certainly the weeks where you've gotten, you know, like the first week was, was they were pushing a lot of Mikey in the Myers, uh, Miles Teller episode, uh, uh, Megan the stallion. You got a lot of Heidi and, uh, Chloe. And I, I don't feel like any of it's really sticking, uh, for the better, I think. And so I really can't say that there has been a most valuable, uh, player so far, but if I am to choose one, and if the show is to, you know, default to who I feel is, you know, their star. And I really, again, I, I really don't ever feel the show needs a star. You know, the star should just be the comedy in the cast. But I, I feel like anytime the show gives Ego time to do her thing, it always wins for me. Uh, and so I, I feel that they could give her the reins, per se. And uh, she would carry it. People would be happy with that, as would I. Uh, but I still don't think that's really happening. And so I think it's interesting that I would say that there there isn't an MVP so far. So that that's my answer, is there, there really isn't. And that's interesting to me. Okay, TJ, let's get your thoughts. So... <sighs> How do I say this? Sorry to breathe into the mic. That was bad. I'm more because I, I slightly agree with what Andrew is saying. At least I don't think there's one solo MVP because if I'm if I'm keeping the perspective here, like John, you said something that kind of made me like that graded against me a little bit. Where you said, oh. "Is there someone the show could lose?" No, you're fine. Like, is there someone the show could lose that if they lost them? the show would like be at a loss and let's be honest like this show isn't like the Andrew's go with like the old references like uh the show in the 80s when like Eddie if they lost Eddie you know like it's not like that um the yeah, show like even Eddie. if they lost yeah um even if the uh what is it now if you lose star? Tim Kazarinski now that's a sinking ship uh, let's oh, not do Tim this Kazarinski? Now, yeah. um, okay let's <laughs> All right. Who is it, old man? Let's say 2022. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? I don't know. I'm sorry, John. Um, oh, God, where was I? Um, MVPs. Yeah. If you, uh, if you, if you lost there, somebody. There, 
Yeah. If we lost someone. Yeah, like, I was trying to think, like, I was kind of, like, I became, like, wrapped around that part of the question. Like, if they, the MVP has to be if they lost someone. And my fr- brain immediately went to Cecily. Because, like, she's been so strong these past year episodes, even basing it off of, like, Mike's stats. But, and, like, Cecily's my, my she's, well, I was going to say my girl, but she's she's a woman. She, she's, she's, like, fantastic. But we did not have Cecily these first three episodes, and I still think we were fine. And I was thinking, okay, then probably it's Keenan. No, let's be honest. Keenan's been out a little bit too, not recently, but like Keenan, as much as we love him, we don't ever need him to leave. Even if Keenan did leave, the show would still be fine. Yeah. So Keenan isn't really st- the the anchor that he felt like he was maybe five seasons ago or something. I wouldn't. Really... I wouldn't say all that. No, he's he's still a king. Um, well, no, know. I mean that's mm-hmm. yes, but. I would again. I, I he does not seem as load bearing as he used to be. I feel like the show uh, would be completely fine with with yeah. no Keenan. I feel like he he kind of comes and he's like a cameo every week. Like he just kind of pops well, in. Oh, he's that. like to me, Keenan is like the sprinkles on top of the ice cream, right? Like it's like you have all of your different sketches, and it's like let's throw some Keenan on top of it, and that's why he's just in so much stuff all the time. Yeah, no, it's he not, doesn't need not, a. They're not writing around Keenan anymore the way that he may have in previous seasons. Yeah, yeah, and he it works so well that like to be honest, I don't like need Keenan's not like Kate where it's like I need you to go. Like, um, it, it's not like so Keenan yeah, can stick around that. as long as he wants. Um, but like so in terms of MVP. I had to restructure how I thought about this. Like, I can't think about it in terms of someone that they'd lose because the cast has been like in and out. I would say Heidi because, like, that's my like that's my go to. I I love Heidi, but if we are thinking about it, like, she's not exactly. I mean, she's closer to it now than she was, but she's not exactly that MVP. And I can even see what Andrew's saying about Ego. So I think I have to default to Cecily because of how much just in three episodes she's like brought back a punch and like a draw in, and even if she kind of still blended. She's still just as capable as blending as well as stepping up and being the star. And even if that does mean that she, I mean, I love Sassy. I can never say she needs to go, but like as much as I wouldn't mind her occasionally taking time off from the show, you know, if she pulled a Pete Davidson, like, I don't know, whatever the male equivalent of Kim Kardashian is, uh, Blake Griffin. I don't know. Actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, if Blake, I don't know who's the male equivalent of Kim Kardashian. I don't know of like terms the of hottest man, Tay Diggs. I don't know Idris Elba. I don't know. So if if Cecily Strong started <laughs> dating the, Harry Styles, if, if <laughs> Cecily Strong started dating Harry Styles, and she's like in, you know, she's like like it's decreasing the amount of time because he's trapping her out in L.A. Um, and not trapping like little trap trapping is in how people trap. <sighs> you guys need to be up on your slang. Go to Urban Dictionary. Anyways, if Cecily is like part timing the show, oh. it's still fine. But like, there's something like so strong that she brings from that you know the ten years of service, her being a fantastic like live performer. I think, even though she doesn't necessarily, but also most valuable player is also about like value. Don't argue with yourself. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say Cecily because like. She just has so much. She has so much point of view. She has so much live. She has so much charisma. She has so much live talent. She clearly is already a star. Like she's already she's doing a show right now, and she could leave. She did Broadway while doing the show. She could leave, and she hasn't. So in terms of probably the biggest like player, it probably is Cecily Strong. Uh, but like, you know, yeah, I'm not gonna argue with myself, but. Yeah, that's that's what. Well, let's let's bring in Andrew to argue with you. So basically, Andrew Andrew says nobody. 
Mm-hmm. But if he had to pick something, Nobody. there you go. Uh, yeah. TJ picks. Uh, TJ picks Cecily. So why is it not Cecily, Andrew? Well, I mean, I don't. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, she's done the what, what's her name, Carrie Lake. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so Carrie Lake, she's, yeah. Yeah, she's done those, and then she did the you know kind of a rehash of the the goober the clown thing, which you know didn't really it, it felt a little bit less lesser effort than the first time around uh and I, I after that i struggled to think you know beyond the jets sketch where again i felt she it was an odd you know uh thing for her to be performing i can't think of what else she's done like she hasn't really popped and really to be honest i i like cecily quite a bit but for me the the the, the best years of cecily are are well behind her on the show at this point uh i i don't really i i I don't really love a lot of the stuff that she does these days so yeah i i was when she was gone i i you know didn't really miss her presence and i really you know yeah not to say i don't like her work in general but you know for right now it feels like the show is entering a new era and it doesn't it doesn't need cecily there to shepherd that and and i see what you're saying i'm speaking about i'm not speaking about like how much value is lost if cecily leaves i'm saying how much value does she have in the lineup against the cast members because keenan technically you know he has that like veteranness but I'm guess I am thinking as in, in I, you know I don't want to say like external star. I, I think I have something most value in terms of talent. And I'm not well, saying either way. I'm like everything that, like, she's done, I felt like maybe you could have given to Heidi. Uh, say I'm and it would have worked just as well. You know, like I'm speaking well, think, about. His can I say, TJ? Okay. Yeah, TJ. Can I say this in maybe some other words? If I understand what you're saying, you're saying that basically, like every single time that Cecily takes the floor, like okay, like LeBron's been injured, LeBron comes in the game, like okay, Cecily comes in the game, she's there, she's dominating the night. So for you, you feel like the highest highs are there when Cecily's there. But if we're no. looking at season, okay, so okay, I'm trying to understand. No, uh, yes, mm-hmm. yes, and no, but more no, because I'm now thinking about it in the category of like. Oh, okay. Let's think about it. Who's going to get, let's, maybe I can think about it in the context of like, my brain is thinking about it. Who's not, who's the most talented. Cause like they're all incredibly talented people, but like, I'm just more who, thinking right about now, who, who has anchored the sketches I've enjoyed mm-hmm. the most. And that's been ego. That's ego for you. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about who has the biggest power to become a star in terms of like post SNL. But and no, I think but, it is. But, no, that think mean, about the season of the, the. No, we're just talking about the show right now. Well, are we, not, wait, not, are we only thinking in the context of the season, John. Yeah, yeah. In season forty-eight, um, who's been the cast MVP so far? Uh, I mean, well, Cecily, because she was able to, she was able to do the same thing. Hey, it, it, if that's how you feel, then yeah. then that's fine. Yeah. So, so I don't so want to say feels right way. That's the most non-committal answer I've ever heard. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get. Also, the, uh, the listeners are mad at me for not knowing who Tim Kazariski is. All right, okay, let's not get whatever. Into that's what's up. That is what's up. <laughs> Okay, let's, uh, let's what, we, what we want to know is who won this debate. Is it uh, Andrew who sort of argued for Ego or nobody? TJ then argues for Cecily. So uh, for me, I actually think it's been Heidi so far. I just think across the board, statistically, she has been killing it, really dominating, practically doing uh, doing a lot in every single episode. Complete right. utility player uh, is in 
just so many different sketches. She doesn't necessarily have that like absolute starring role, but I do think if you if you were to pull Heidi out of this season, I actually think that this season has a lot more holes than you may realize. So for me, that would be my choice, but we're not voting on what I think. Uh, but you know, I'd like to see your opinion on Andrew and TJ's choices from on, this Chad. one. Come on, Chad. Now, said has won the debate. So <laughs> yeah. okay, let's uh, let's move on to our debate number three, which is, and again, TJ, this is regarding season forty-eight. So, in season forty-eight, <laughs> who is the cast most most improved player so far this season? So, who is the oh, MIP so that we want to know? So, this mm. is oh, okay. So, very easy to use. So, mm. let's get started. TJ, who is the MIP so far this season? Uh, duh, it's Sarah Sherman. Like, she's the most with like. Uh, I was going to say it's Sarah Sherman, like, because she's had the most to work against for this show. Sorry, I should be more like she's had to work against herself. All right. And yes, she did get that flipping gross turkey joke that I can't get out of my head into the show. But she is this you mean body this heart. Thanksgiving must have come early this year because you, that is giving the turkey waddle between my legs something to be thankful for. One more for Thanksgiving cheer. Classy, classy stuff. I had to take off my headphones. It's just, what does that mean? But like when an FBI, FBI guy is like taking off his headphones. <laughs> um, I, but like, so like to get back to the question, um, because I'm actually a good podcaster. Uh, no, I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but I think it's Sarah Sherman because you have this body mm. horror per performer who, you know, who might have? I think she did a little bit of stuff for Adult Swim before she came on the show as well. Is that, is that correct? I don't know if I'm gonna can. I, I don't. I want to say so. that. I mean, I no? think she had done her own shorts and stuff, but mm. maybe, maybe. I, 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 I feel like I heard sure. that on the podcast a year ago. But that's besides the point. I, I don't know if like the chat knows also. But Blood she says, had Blood worked says in. That a, she did. Hmm. Okay. okay, thank you. So, um, she had to work in a environment where she got to be like very oh, mature. Eric Andre, yeah. Mm. Ah, yes. Okay. Oh, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but she had to work in an environment where she got to work in an environment where she got to be a little bit more mature. Even though Adult Summit is still TV, it is basic cable. There's a lot more things you can get away with. And when she's live performing, she can do a lot of things. Or when she's just on her own social media, there's a lot of stuff she could get away with. But you come into Saturday Night Live, which is on NBC, on network television, you have to tidy it up it's like how i much it's it's like how i don't curse as much as i do in real life when i'm on this program um or like even on my own podcast it's like i have to temper it down i don't say hmm. the n-word as much as i say it in real life when i'm on this program like so it's it's like you have to like bring it down. okay i mean <laughs> hey, <what>? no uh <laughs> um but uh, <laughs> I say it a lot less on this show as well. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I appreciate it. that. Uh, okay. <laughs> Good god, gonna get us canceled, gonna get you canceled. Okay, no, um, <laughs> Lord have mercy. No, but on, on the real though, like you have to kind of restrict yourself a little bit, or maybe not restrict, you have to learn how to still be yourself through a filter. It's like when you guys are like in your like, I don't know if you guys like work, uh, if you guys like have done like office jobs or like when you have to do like customer service, you have to like be a piece of yourself. You can't be your full self because you're working. You know, mm. I hate when companies are like, just be yourself. Shut up. I need to be a filtered version of myself. I'm a professional. Come on. Like you and Sarah has to be a filtered version of herself. And you know what? I think she's such an impressive performer that she's been able to slowly find those little notes. And I think she's still doing that of like, 
figuring out how to like work within this medium while also improving herself. And I think because of that, she's becoming just more and more talented. And it's so fascinating because like she's learning how to operate in a different lane. And so I think because of that, um, like that she is, uh, that's why she's improving. And like, I have to give her a lot of credit. Like she's trying to find her niche. And I'm not saying she's like hit all the different little things, but I think she's still thriving. She didn't get, I mean, we had a cast member leave last year. She didn't, you know? So I, I think she's definitely showing lots of improvement and, and I'm why well, she's will still probably be gross. Uh, you know, she is very funny and she's very talented. And anytime she like, she's very physical like anytime um she gets to play let's, old, let's bring I'm, adrian because i just want to make sure he has the time to to be able to come in here so let me uh great point so sarah mip andrew what do you think this was probably the trickiest for me because at least again within the sample size of the season so far it's been hard to say who has improved the most and tj uh for the first time of the night i felt kind of makes a good point with Sarah. Oh <laughs> you almost convinced me oh whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but actually i feel like she's still uh holding back i i just finished up the Chappelle episode right before we hopped on mic here and when people were telling me that she had is like oh sarah sherman has her own like fake update segment and I was like, interesting. And I saw a clip of, of she had the fake background and all. And I was like, that sounds cool. I can't wait to see what this is. And then it felt really unfocused. And I'm really getting tired of like the constant like Jost roasting, which I feel like multiple cast members have done. And now she's taken up that mantle. And it's just such a done uh, idea for me now the eyes sketch from the the brendan gleason episode is probably one of the highlights of the season so i will say that yeah i mean that i love that sketch that was great uh great physical performance in there um i, I ruby said like, her tearing down the curtains and stuff is it, it was great loved it uh but i felt like that wasn't anything that she couldn't have done in the first season as well and so uh I really feel like the most dynamic performances we've gotten out of Sarah have been the please don't destroy pre-tapes. So I'm really wishing that they, they could kind of, uh, you know, go with that kind of lane for her in more live sketches. Um, but that's not my answer. And I think my answer is going to be Andrew Desmukes. Uh, oh, that was my second. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like a lot, some of it hasn't worked for me. Uh, I was discussing with John the week it happened, like the big penis therapy sketch did not hit for me <laughs> at all. Love didn't hit for me at all. Um, um, well, are, so are you saying you don't need to go to big penis therapy? It didn't work for me at all. Uh, and, but that's not, that that's not because of Andrew. Uh, ooh, the Joker sketch. Now that was that was shaky, uh, but I do enjoy. Like, I think um, the thing is with Andrew is that he can both anchor sketches. I really enjoy going back to the Brendan Gleeson episode. Uh, the 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 photography sketch, uh, the shy boys. Uh, you know, a, a sketch. I really like. He can really anchor some some great. Uh, absurd lines uh, like the whole like tiger beat ending and like like Andrew really kills absurdity 
in a great way that I have not seen the show do in a while. And then he can also go out there and anchor a complete and utter bomb for me. But still, I'm like, I like Dismukes, though. I still like him. And so I, I think he is just the stuff that he, he's getting there. He's still getting there. He's still improving. Uh, and that's what I, I see from him is that there is a constant improvement to him. And they're putting him in more situations and more uh, different things. And he's mostly seceding and or I don't dislike him for you know, being in a, in a bomb of a sketch. And so I will go with, with the, this music. Here's why you're right and wrong. Um, you're right because Andrew is improving. Um, uh, you're right. that Andrew is improving in the sense that uh, he was a writer and he's gone, like he's becoming a performer. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's very funny to see like him or Bowen. And like, if you go back a couple of years and look at a couple of pre-tapes, you can actually, whenever they do like a, pre-taste where they use the writer's room there's one or two of those you actually look close enough you'll see dismukes or bowen like just there it's like oh they didn't use extras they actually use uh, the guys so yeah i think dismukes like they'll use them as file photos and updates yeah so yeah. Often. yeah 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 so. and, and so that that's really fun um and andrew takes such odd photos um he's a very odd looking man yeah he's a very odd looking man but it, it is very fun it's a good comedic um, face yeah he's a very good comedic face however like I think he's still growing, and that's why I just I think Sarah is the stronger one because Sarah feels like a much more established performer, whereas Andrew feels like a writer who got hired and he's he has his voice. But, but again, Sarah we're talking just, about most improved, and I really for me I just I don't feel the notch moving from Sarah this season or last season to Sarah this season. Uh, for Desmukes, I feel th- there is an improvement happening. Most improved. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. There is an improvement. But I don't think that improvement is as strong as a performer who could only survive in mature lanes being able to, like, funnel themselves and still shine in, like, network TV versus someone who's learning how to become a sketch performer. Like, it's like the difference between, like, someone who, like, an intern learning their job and someone who's going from, like, an entry-level position to a management position. And Sarah feels like she's in it. She was in an entry-level position. Actually, not even that. She was in middle management. And now she's going to like a director level position. Whereas Andrew feels like he's an intern going to entry level. Okay, that's 10 minutes. So if you <laughs> think that Andrew won, won with Bring back Andrew, the metaphors. Yeah. Those, were, those were working. Yeah. Uh, if you think that Andrew won with Andrew, uh, then definitely go, let Andrews. us know about that. And if you think that TJ won with Sarah, let us know as well. Me personally, I think it's Ego. <laughs> Me personally. I think that yeah, I think it's Ego because I think that coming season 46 to 47, there was huge high hopes for Ego going in that I don't know that she got there. And I think we're seeing the star in Ego this season that we didn't necessarily see last season. So I think the MIP most improved from 47 to 48 for me is Ego. Um, but yeah. that's, you know, you're not you're not voting on me. You're voting on either. And yeah, because I would disagree with that entirely. Like that was that was yeah. that was maybe the worst take I've ever heard you mention. I'll have to go against you next time. So yeah, we'll, I, we'll, I, I, I Wow, I I disagree with that entirely because Ego has always been a star because bl- all black women are stars. Oh uh, yeah, she's always been a star. But, but <laughs> that's, that's the wrong thing to laugh at. Even more. Yeah. yeah, sorry, John. I always yeah. think black women are stars. Like you know, like I just because I'm with her. You know, just okay. 
All right, let's, well, uh, let's get throw away this microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Let's get into our next one, which is... Get us all in trouble. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> okay, this one is going to be fun. This, uh, I think we might get our, our most fodder out of this one, which is mm. uh, which episode has been the best episode this season? Andrew, so I swear to God, if you say some silly ass name, you're well, gonna feel my. You already breath. know what I'm gonna say. Well, you Andrew, already saw no, it in the just, email. You heard me mention it twice. You know what's gonna happen. You can't break the Andrew, illusion. Let's go first with you. The emails. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's, we have let's to be like that. Hillary. We gotta forget about it. <laughs> Gentlemen, let's put ten minutes on the clock. Andrew, which episode has been the best so far this season? Well, luckily, it's been the one episode that I've been able to come on and do a hot take show on. It's Brendan Gleason uh far and away for me that episode um I, I don't know almost all of it worked like from front to back i really um it, despite the you know ongoing controversy after the the sketch aired uh i still enjoyed the try guys sketch for the most part i really enjoyed the photography sketch as i already mentioned with does mukes you got the uh the eyeball sketch with Sarah at the end there, you had the uh, newbies pre-tape in there. And uh, generally, it was the one episode that just kind of had a fun, uh, easygoing energy with a host that felt, you know, it was it was a damn good actor, but a little shaky live. And Wait, thus, speaking of shaky, TJ, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, what right are you now? doing? Are you tapping your foot? <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry. Honey, I have ADHD. Come on. I, I come tap on. my foot a lot. I, sorry, yeah, my, my, yeah. Stop being nervous. Right. Stop being no, nervous, and I'm destroying. It's, no, you. it's not nervous. It's my body just has to move a lot. We don't have to talk about mental health in our divergency. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, I just thought, yeah, uh, Brendan, I thought had a really good energy throughout the entire thing. Like it worked. It was loose. It was live, uh, and the episode felt fun. And it had a quality to it that the other episodes simply didn't have. And uh, yeah, that's where I got the Brendan Gleason. All right, TJ, let's know what episode you think has been the best this season and why is Andrew wrong? Can I say why Andrew's wrong first? <laughs> if that's the, how you want to go about this thing. This has got to be the worst take I've heard since John made that take four minutes ago. Brendan Gleason, my guy? Yeah. Brendan Gleeson. Brendan Gleeson. What's your had problem with that episode? The worst. It is not even H and worst. The worst monologue I have ever seen. Oh, come on. In this, oh, no, no. I'll just say no. I have heard this take from other people, too. So TJ's yes. not the only one that has the, had this take. Worst yeah. monologue. You know what I even I mean, did? okay. He was he was nervous, a little shaky. No, but I, I mean, what? Less. You're going to let a, a monologue take down the whole episode? Yeah, out of. No, out of 900 shows. And I'm also, that win. is nowhere near the worst monologue this show has ever seen. You would have more perspective on that, but for the worst monologue I've ever seen in my 13 years of watching the show. Yes, you have a longer time, sure, but 13 years isn't nothing short anyway. If I wanted to see a white man play an instrument, like, calmly, I would go to the Christian bonfires I used to do when I practiced. But that's not what I'm here to do, all right? That pissed me off so much because I there was no energy brought. And here's the thing. I, I no, like, I it brought the right amount. Of, it, it brought the energy. Which that is none. That Brandon was. You want to know energy? I like mellow episodes of SNL. I don't need, uh, I, you know, a forced energy. You know, if, if that's energy. the energy that Brandon's going to be bringing, episodes, then I appreciate mellow, the, on my the couch. What? Sorry. Go ahead, Andrew. Hold on. Go, go ahead. Wait, no, 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 say, wait. no. Let's let TJ say what he has to say. Continue. <laughs> I don't like this. 
No, no, no. We were trying to actually. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm gonna say, it. look, that monologue was so low energy. What about and Jack about Harlow? A... Where he Wait, was just Andrew, like, I, let's will, let I will get to that, sir, <laughs> Mr. President. I have. The, I am speaking, Mr. President. <laughs> Mr. President. Um, <laughs> that monologue. I appreciate this energy, by the way, because this is the one I was like most fired up about. <laughs> the monologue for that was so low energy. And I'm also, again, I've, I've said this before, I'm not a fan of saying that things aren't funny because things are funny to other people. So what I would say is the energy was low. I was not with the audience on this one. I don't even know if they were getting into it. Now, granted, there's an additional bit to that. Like, I'm, I don't watch Colin Farrell's stuff. I don't know. I've seen him in like one, what is that? I think a Guy Ritchie movie or something. And it was just a bunch of like white dudes frolicking around. It's like, all right, this isn't my thing. Brendan Gleeson, I also get it. Here's the thing. I also get Brendan Gleeson, I am a little biased because he had to work against not being known. Like, that was the spot that could have went to Quinta Brunson because I want her to host a show nine times the season. But that's, that's, you know, that'll happen if it happens. But, like, so, yes, I the bias is also that I didn't know him. If Adam Driver mm-hmm. came in and did that, he might have gotten away with it. But let's remember, Adam Driver did a chill monologue where he literally put his hands in his pockets. Somebody put on jazz music and he strolled around, <laughs> flitted with the stage. And it was still way better than anything than that monologue. That monologue pissed me off so much. and was so dry that I went to our like our group chat and was like, you guys, I want you to give me the cringiest episodes that we have because I want to compare them to see. You know, is this like is this like an outlier? Is this an Elon Musk episode? Is it a t- uh, not Tanya Harding? Um, who's the woman who like she like kneecapped like uh, Nancy, Nancy Kerrigan. Kerrigan? Nancy Kerrigan. Like I watched like Bill Kenny and other people gave me the cringiest episodes, and I compared my notes to see. No, in this. Okay, what about the rest Elon... of the episode? You, okay, you've fine. only been talking no, no, no. about this monologue. That's for, like, fair. Going That's how much you brought minutes. it down. That's how much. What has been monologue... the best episode of the season, TJ? Fine. To switch gears, it would have been Jack Harlow if Jack Harlow had not blended in so much, which I think by default. Which one was it? It it wasn't. Because of Jack Harlow being, he kind of did what like Anya Taylor-Joy did, but like Anya Taylor-Joy was at least like, I feel like a little bit better than like Jack was. And not like extremely, but you know, but by default, because of that, I think it goes to Dave Chappelle. And I'm saying that even though I'm a fan of Dave, I am saying that a little bit more objectively because the monologue was stronger. It's a comedian. You're going to have a strong monologue. Um, I think the potato hole sketch was, re- it felt so quick. It was like one bit they're in and they're out. Maybe even a little bit l- long in the first half, but at least like it got to the point and then it stopped. Um, I thought like it was like cultured in like the barbershop talk like sketch and i felt like having sarah schumann do the sherman do this new piece that almost felt like are they doing it like a are they gonna have her do this like it's a spade in america thing yeah andrew i know what spade in america is um uh, <laughs> um showed me I, okay you know what uh and also i just i think that the mikey playing a black eye sketch was like very funny and maybe my bias is playing here a little bit in terms of i like things that are like shaped towards the black audience so it did speak to me more but I like the structure of this episode a little bit more. Even if at some points it felt like the Sarah piece and the Prison Destroy piece were incomplete, you could have put those in completely different episodes. I still thought it was really funny and I thought it was a really well put together episode. And so, yeah, I'm sorry I went at you so hard, Andrew. It's actually not about you. It's more about that episode is where that anger comes from. Um, so it's it's that monologue just pissed me off. And it's, it's 
I mean, I could talk yeah. about monologues right now, but I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> All I, the reason I was also hard on the episode is because it brought down the energy so much that the first two sketches I watched, probably up until the Marilyn sketch, which I liked because I had watched pieces of Blonde and Man, that movie really is disrespectful to Marilyn Monroe. It's really messed up. Um, well, that was another sketch. If I want to just throw mm-hmm. in, you know, go back to like the strange mean spiritedness of the season, I would throw that sketch in there too. I no, I can see what you mean by that, but having like I couldn't watch all of Blonde because it was a really hard watch. But I, I remember I was like watching Blonde and I was like, it was one of those movies where like, you ever just like skip through certain parts because you don't even know what's gonna happen. You're just like, let me just I'm just keep like well, like I just went skip through and I like watched some of like the more major parts of the movie. And I watched the movie and then I remember like, cause that movie is super mean spirited towards Marilyn. Everything they do in that sketch is like on the beat of that movie where yeah. it's just, it's so crappy to Marilyn. Monroe, I guess it so. was, it was earned, but still yeah, yeah. Uh, the point stands, you know, in I, a way. I, I, I can see where you're coming from from there. And like, I'm not even saying that Brendan Gleeson himself was like a bad performer. It just like that energy carried so low for me that that monologue kind of waved the shadow over the rest of the episode. And it was that and maybe eyes were the only real standouts for Hmm. myself personally. Okay, fair enough. All right. Well, we want to know what you think if you are watching along, which episode has been the best this season and who won the debate. Is it Andrew with the Gleason episode or TJ with the Chappelle episode? Two very different episodes. But I have to say, out of the three episodes that were brought up, the Harlow episode, the Gleason episode, and the Chappelle episode, by far for me, my top three of the season for sure. I think Gleason, in my opinion, was probably the best written episode this season. That's my opinion. Oh my God. I, I think I think that uh, Chappelle, I could argue, has many arguments for being just the best overall in terms of some of the sketches elevating. But I do think that my favorite episode this season has been the Jack Harlow episode. That is the episode I would go back and I would watch again uh, time and time because I just think it was so much fun. So for me, it was a very uh, fun episode. Th- yeah, t- I had a lot of fun with the Jack Harlow episode. And I think that uh, probably I would say that the Chappelle and Gleason episodes were actually more polarizing than people think. And uh, there's a lot of people who didn't like the Gleason episode. There's a lot of people who obviously didn't like the Chevelle episode. So yeah, very no, interesting conversation. Yeah. It is interesting that, to yeah. see that those two are, are real flashpoints uh, for yeah. the season so far. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah, well, we interesting go. discussion. Let's move on to I'm sorry, our debate. I, I love you, buddy. I, just, <laughs> it's fine. Just that it's fine, baby. Just, I don't, yeah, I we don't just, We need to take it. some... We need to take uh, some apology breaks between different sets. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry. Topics, so let's, uh, what about you? I mean, chat says I won, so I don't care. Does it really? Right. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, right. Andrew, let's Andrew, 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 Andrew Gleason. Ha, certainly Andrew. Ha, won. Well, I think you can TJ say that has I am not the opportunity me, son. What do you say, John? TJ, you have the opportunity here to win debate number five. So let's talk about. Who is the rookie of the year so far in season 48? All the talk coming into the season was about the four new rookies who were hired, four stand-ups. What we what were we going to see from them so far? We obviously saw three of them on Weekend Update so far this season, and others have had their moments in sketches. But to you, TJ, who has been the rookie of the year so far? Okay, before I answer this question, and I'm not going to say who my like pick is, I'm, I, I think there's a problem with this question, actually, because I think, unfortunately, this is a more objective question. I think like, cause we're all SNL super fans here. So we all have, but like, if you had a vote, who are you voting for? N- no, that's what I'm saying. John is I think the person who wins this is the person who gets it first, because I think we kind of know who I'm not going to say it, but I, I can say it afterwards, but like, I think we, Andrew and I know who it is. Maybe he I don't, disagrees I don't, with you. No, I don't think this is a, I don't know if this is necessarily a fairly fair question. We could be objective about is what I'm trying to say. 
as I think right, about well, it a little bit more. Let's let, okay. You what the hell is your answer then? Fine. It's it's clearly Michael Longfellow. Like I um I don't have Mike Murray's data in front of me, but like I feel like I've seen his face. There's one other answer here, but like I think it's Michael Longfellow simply because of like the straight man roles or stuff. Like they've just been giving him a lot of parts, and it felt like as somebody who's been like betting on Devin Walker, um, you know, and we've been watching the other players. We've been watching Molly and Marcelo and Mikey of those four, even though I'm not speaking about personality, I'm, I'm doing my metrics strictly based on like whose face am I seeing the most? And I feel like we've been seeing Mikey's face, Mike, uh, Mikey Long's face. What is Sammy called? Mikey Long's? Yeah. Just Sammy yeah. calls him. Um, we've been seeing his face a whole lot. And so my most objective answer, not my subjective one, not who I want it to be, it's clearly Michael Longfellow if we're talking about appearance time. But again, I'm not. We're not. TJ. Rookie of the year. What is your opinion of who's the the one that's working the best for you? You drive me to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Lord, it's not about (laughs) stats of screen time. Who do you like the most out of the four so far? It's not that hard of a question. You actually have a drink in your hand. Yes. <laughs> I was telling the listener because I'm a good podcaster. Uh- <laughs> hey, if you say it, you it, it must be true. Oh my! No, he literally has a drink in his hand, John. Um- <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Drive me to drink. All right, TJ. Uh, what are you, my dad? Uh, no, uh. <laughs> TJ, covered, do you feel... We covered that in the pre-show. Okay, st- uh, stats yeah. aside, do you feel like Longfellow is the rookie of the year so far, TJ? Mm, no. Okay, then who I is don't. it? No, because he's like, he's a straight man. Like, that's like, like, what is his personality? Awkward. Hi, I'm tall. I'm assuming Michael Longfellow is tall. I'm just assuming he is. Um, hi, I'm like long in a fellow and awkward like all right whatever that is the argument that you are making against yourself here that michael longfellow is not the rookie of the year so who is the rookie of the year for you the the rookie of the year is probably marcelo because like i don't know i feel like he has like better pov he i don't i don't know i've only gone off of his two update pieces we need to see more of the young man okay Mm -hmm. but there's something about like i don't know if it is about his like tiktok like following like he posts something like he you know he's not just doing stand-up he also does video which editing like videos and stuff on the internet is like a pain in the butt so there is like a little bit more like maybe gusto that he has but i think it's that like there's something about him that i'm also seeing a little bit in sarah which is like the potential for us to have a new physical comedian Mm -hmm. i feel like over the past two years the only person we really see be truly physical and andrew I i want you to correct me on this but i feel like it's just been melissa mccarthy whenever she just comes in occasionally she's the only person we've seen like you know step on a table or something is uh is there anyone yeah i mean i can't oh boy i I i'm struggling to think of who the last like physical performer the show has had you can i think you can argue that sarah is a physical performer yeah no that's what i'm saying sarah is like who i've been i bet you that's i feel like that's for me been something i've been watching this season is like watching how sarah because of the six the six flags guy and then her playing the old person this season true i think of like how like you know she's using her like jitteriness and how like fun that is and whatnot and oh, so yeah, I think for Marcelo, <laughs> yeah, I think for Marcelo, there's something that like, I could be wrong, but like when he was playing that, um, 
the, the was it like a political candidate or whatever and he was kind of do, he was doing that like that shaky thing as he was kind of like emphasizing it it's kind of the thing that conan does when he's like really exasperated but conan's hair flips around and i remember making a note about like i kind of wish his hair would like move a little bit more because this could get like super super physical like when like farley would throw himself around but farley was really amazing at it so it's not a comparison but it's more of a i think there's something more that like marcelo has and granted, his update pieces have been mostly stand-up, and I think we have a lot still to see from him. I hope it's not like Aristotle, where it's like we have two pieces and he's like out. Um, but there's something about the young man that I think he has it. Uh, <laughs> so your yeah, pick is Marcelo. My pick is yeah. Marcelo if it's okay. subjective, if it's not based on screen time. Okay. I swear to God, Andrew, Andrew if you pick Mikey Longs. <laughs> who's your rookie of the year? Well, okay. I think that they all have uh something to give to the show uh and they're all something that you know i feel like you know, as we we're discussing here the show hasn't really seen a lot of marcelo does have a, a a big physical presence uh to his performances the writing not quite there for me uh molly also big presence yes uh still trying to get a a, a bead on devin but I enjoy what he's bringing. He has a very mellow, uh, unaffected quality to him that I think if the show figures out how to utilize, it it, it will really be good. But I'm going to go with Michael because I feel that he is actually, again, bringing something the show hasn't had in a while. Well, it has, but it's been the other Mikey, which has been Mikey Day, He's he's a good straight man, and he's a far better straight man than Mikey Day because Mikey Day's straight man persona was to explain the sketch. Uh, Mike Michael Longfellow Fair. can stay in the scene and give it what it needs, and he doesn't like a good straight man doesn't call attention to himself uh, as much as you know or more than it needs to. And he can anchor things like the. I didn't really enjoy the. Uh, that was the Amy Schumer one with the crazy redneck people and all that stuff. And he was the guy, uh, the news anchor or whatever. And okay, that one sucked. Ugh. It did. I did not enjoy that sketch, but I did enjoy him as the center of it all. And. I, I I do think that he is he's really hidden for me so far, but in a way we haven't seen so far or haven't seen in a while because it's a very low key hitting. He doesn't have big wild characters that we've seen so far uh, or, or whatever. He's just doing well by doing well. And that's commendable. Like he's just being a good sketch performer, like a say a Tim Kazarinsky. Uh So I'm, I'm I'm enjoying what I'm seeing out of him so far, and it's <laughs> it's been I love a good straight man on the show. Jane Curtin is one of my favorite cast members of all time, and so I think the show always needs a good ca- a, a, a straight man that they can depend on. And if things go accordingly he could be it so i'm going to go with longfellow wow your argument is that we need more white straight men wow did wow. i what I don't, I don't i don't think that was his argument no no no, I, I'm, no i'm no I'm, I'm putting it together because like michael longfellow is white i know, and I know you can't yeah. talk about straight. 
And I was like, oh, this is a perfect way to like, it's like, wow, yes. you need more white straight men. <laughs> so um, after TJ's long soliloquy, I think we got that oh, he said- Andrew is just as long-witted as I am. I don't want to, I don't want to hear it, John. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we got, so TJ picks Marcelo, um, says the dynamic performances, especially a couple times on update, really made for him having the most impactful start and being the rookie of the year. And Andrew argues that Michael Longfellow, Mikey Longs has become the best straight man the show's had on the show in a long time and it's certainly made his impact for six episodes. So we'd love to know what you think of this, who has been the rookie of the year so far and who won this debate. Was it Andrew with Michael Longfellow or TJ with Marcelo Hernandez? Okay, one more debate tonight that we're going to get into. I'm very excited for this last one. Okay, <laughs> we're going to talk about it. We're going to look forward. We're almost here at December, hard to believe. But I want to know, what does SNL need to do in December to make the December run of three episodes the best run of the season. Okay. Andrew, starting with you on this one, what does SNL need to do in December? Well, I would like an alum to come in and host. Uh, there was banter around the old water cooler about uh, uh, Bobby Moynihan when he, he cameoed in the Harlow episode. And it was like, you know, is this, are we priming the prump, pumps? For, for a hosting gig for, for Bobby, that would be excellent. Uh, and really, I would like to see, like, I, I feel like, you know, that that era of the show where we're Bobby and Jay and Taryn were, were kind of the anchors of the show. And Vanessa, uh, I'd, I'd love to see Vanessa come back. Um, I, I feel like that's, I mean, that's like a decade ago at this point. So uh, that's enough time to really come back, like bring somebody back from that specific three four years and really have a good hap um just a good you know sort of uh hey throwback episode and that could be fun and really i would just like the show to have fun i feel like there's been a little bit of a, of, of shackles around them right now not really knowing what to do like i said there's kind of an aggressive sometimes mean-spirited energy to it whether it is earned in the sketch or not uh, it just doesn't feel like sometimes that they're not really having as much fun as I would like them to be. And I need just more coherency in the writing. Uh, there's there's just a lot of, I don't know, a lot of concepts. Like we already talked about, like the the, the crazy redneck uh, sketch where it was just like all these characters all around and they're all screaming. And it's like, wait, is that is somebody doing Stuart from Mad TV over there? What's going on over there? Stuart from Look what Mad I TV. can do. What? Um, oh, that's such a throwback. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so it's like, and it's just chaos. And it's like, can we please narrow this? Can we get a focus? So, I uh, December SNL episodes, I want focus, I, I really want the show to figure out what the show is going forward. Uh, and really I need, it needs to shake off. It needs to shake off Cecily and Keenan and Mikey and, and, you know, move forward. Like you can't be hanging on those people uh, for forever. And so we need to be heading down that road even further than we've already been doing. Uh, but I just need, yeah, a, a bigger sense of fun or mellowness, like the, the 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 Gleason episode, a nice, mellow, fun, goofy episode. 
and maybe something that's just not fraught and like everybody's just like arguing about it for the week afterwards and everybody's like I, i'm getting so tired of this you know it, it it has been a little exhausting sometimes talking about the episodes and and either trying to avoid talking about things or or this or that or the other it, it just a lot of times a lot of weeks it hasn't really felt fun and so that's where i land tj what does SNL need to do in December to make it the best run of the season so far? SNL knows what it needs to do. It, it, it knows. They need to get my current favorite four foot eleven black woman to host the damn show. If Quinta Brunson does not get her ass in that building, I will I'll just be mildly upset. I'll, I'll watch the show anyway still. But I need her to host. Abbott Elementary is a hit. A hit, mm. and I'm clamoring for it. I mean, I'm mostly being silly, but I, I I do agree with Andrew a little bit that it needs to be an alumni episode, but I don't think it needs to be Bobby Moynihan because I think that's too SNL fan esque. I mean, I would love to see him host, but to be honest, Bobby could host literally any episode, and we'd all be excited. Yeah. Like he, could- <laughs> I mean, I felt like the drunk uncle thing it popped. Like that was one of the the few things that of actually course. like popped on 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 social media. So I, I feel that that's what the show needs to go for. It needs to stop like reaching for audiences that aren't there, and and double down on on you know us, the people that are still watching the show and are you know willing to then spread it outwards. No. Then, uh, no, okay, no, because as much as I enjoy the show and as much as I'm fans of it, and like I think they do need to cater to us a little bit, you know, I'm still thinking about the understudy sketch from last year or the um, like uh, there's like, like I don't know, we all really appreciate the meta sketches and we need that, and I, I don't mind that a little bit. We still need like, God, I don't want the stunt casting, the stunt casting was annoying, but I still think we need mm-hmm. the occasional yeah. stunt host booking we need the occasional kim we, kardashian we need the occasional we just kind of we, we need we need the like occasional like what the hell or like oh this is like i think if beyonce decided to host snl like you can't tell me that wouldn't bring in a lot of viewers the reason i'm saying we need that andrew is because let's remember that like the show isn't probably just surviving off of super fans you have the show able to capture moments and able to bring in lots of different people so I think the show starts to think outside the box in terms of booking people. Well, I think like Kiki Palmer is a perfect example. And she's a perfect example, exactly. Yeah. And that's so fine. like, like I, that I, she's part of the moment. Uh, I'm not like, oh my god, why are they? Ch-? It's like, oh yeah, this. Com- it was the first uh, choice of the entire season where I was like, oh yeah, I completely see. Yeah, Kiki Palmer, of course. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so. I, I think there's more people like that that we we don't need the the rough weeks of like oh my god Elon's hosting who is this for uh, just the you know okay, epi- episodes to <laughs> to you know bring up controversy and and people talking about the show in a bad way uh, I don't think it does about it. Well, that's a bad way what, to go. Well, here, like, let me just clarify no. that this question is: What should they be doing? Like positively like what are we looking okay what right, do we want them fine. to do this positive let's not talk about things that we think that they did bad in the previous times well they need a well, okay in that case then like it might just be more helpful to see people that they actually want brought in as talented as every single person has been brought in no one was looking for miles teller no one was looking for brendan gleason people love megan stallion and i do love her people I'm do love jack harlow so meg, meg gets, an, gets an exception no one expected it but no one's really mad at make her like it the booking itself and that's not, i don't, I don't see no one because that's generalizing what i'm saying is that like 
that one I could, I could see why, but I knew that the yeah. episode wasn't going to be like it was. She was not going to be. It wasn't going to be an amazing episode. They would yeah, have to I, write yeah. around Megan and her already established kind of persona, uh, and I felt like yeah. that's a week that that that's kind of hard to maneuver around. So what I'm way. trying to say is that like, in order to make this a December to remember event, um. We need, I'm so sorry. Uh, we need, <laughs> uh, in order to make this a December to remember, like, I think we need SNL. Oh my God, no, SNL did this already. They literally, don't you guys remember at the beginning of the season, they put out an Instagram post and they literally said, Hey, who do you want to see host? We mm-hmm. need to go back to that mother trucking comment section. Look yeah. at the, I don't know, Matt Barry, baby. Then it's Matt Barry all the way. If we're just, oh, can, you, ima- oh my God, can you imagine? Oh, Oh my, oh god. my god, it's Matt Barry. Matt Barry uh, Christmas all the way. That the I'm hmm. oh my god. Okay. Sorry, yes. Anyone from what we do in the shadows, literally. Oh my god, that show. Sorry. I sorry, like I agree with you 100 percent but let me move back past that. So go back to that, like listen, SNL. Literally, anyone who follows you, just go back to that like um Instagram post and take a look. I don't know what like like get yourself a Mike Murray. Heck. At, pay Mike Murray. I'm pretty sure he'll do it if you give him money. Um, pay Mike Murray to count the amount of like different people or whatever, and then take the top two and to make those this December bookings. And I'm hoping, you know, I don't know that it's Quinta Brunson or Adam Driver. I'm, oh my god, I know we would all love Adam Driver to come back. I think that would make this a December to remember. We had a Kiki. Okay. If we maybe had like an, an Adam or Quinta, and then I want to say an alumni hosted Christmas show. I think honestly. Maybe even Anna Gasteyer coming back because American Auto has to come back at some point. Um, you know, yeah, like, Anna's been everywhere it, it lately. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, her. Oh no, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. All right, here it is. Kiki Palmer, boom. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Even though Adam Driver is probably the more popular option, or Quinta. The Quinta's more for me. And then Christmas show, Molly Shannon. Okay, My so drop. basically, just let, let me just. Okay, so what I understand is you want hosts that people in general want to see on the show. I'm the people, no. John. You're, you're I want to see them okay. too. I am people. Okay. Actually, right. in the words of their books, I'm not a person. I'm a human being. Let me stop. Um, All right. So <laughs> TJ is mad. No, no, it's this uh, crazy court case. It's like amazing to watch. It's so this guy's insane. Like he's an awful person. Okay. So, for, so, so for sure. So I understand that. Uh, sorry, let sorry, me just let me summarize this, and then we'll we'll wrap this up, and we'll get uh, we'll get people to vote on this one. So basically, uh, our two panelists here both feel that they have to do some interesting choices with the hosting bookings here to make December a rememberer. Um, but for me, uh, <laughs> for me, it has a lot to do with how they use the cast, different <laughs> different ways that they're they're going to go about that. So, including using more people like Molly, who maybe we haven't seen enough of so far this season, uh, perhaps involving some of the other. Uh, cast members who haven't seen as much screen time those are the types of things that i look for to make the show feel better and uh, truth be told like yes I, I think that you know some of the elements that i look for especially in the christmas episode will be to have somebody doesn't have to be an alumni but somebody who's going to come and bring a really fun episode of the show i think that that's what i really want to see because last year obviously we did not get our christmas episode so that's something that uh, um yeah. it's been it's been a couple years now so i'm okay with having you know the cameo filled fun episode of just like feeling like you know seeing them all go back to the ice rink stuff like that i think that's something that i'm going to be looking forward to seeing in december can i can i make two extra points Two uh, yeah. extra points. I'm not. Yeah, you just keep it. Uh, keep it tight. Yeah, 
<laughs> uh, the two extra things I think this because I didn't even think about the cast. I just kept thinking about hosting. That's my own error. The other two things they need to do is, and I, I hate to say this, I could never tell Cecily that she needs to leave the show. I could never do it. I'm not the person. I can't fire her. I, I, I can't do it. But she needs to take another break. Like she, I just she needs to take another break. So that's one. And it's Christmas. I feel like for me, I love the Christmas episodes are some of my favorite episodes. Um, like Eddie Murphy and Jimmy Fallon are like particularly ones that come to mind. Um, we need a joke. Jimmy swap. Fallon has the musical guest. <laughs> <laughs> a joke swap would be a great one as well. A that, joke swap. Like we need to time. come yeah. back. I, I, I mean, I, I love the joke swap so much and so many people do, but I think that would help make this a December to remember. And the reason I hadn't mentioned the cast, by the way, is because I feel very comfortable with this cast when they have the room to do what they need to do. And that's why I need Cecily to like, just, you know, go date Tay Diggs or break Lake Griffin. I don't know if they're either of them are married. Okay. But just like a couple episodes, like just pop in every now and then, Cecily. Honestly, have Cecily pull a Maya where she pops in for like uh, like maybe half the season, you know, let her do her thing. Um, and also somebody said Molly Shannon might be too inside baseball. Molly Shannon is kind of killing it right now. Like her and Vanessa Bear, they're working. Like they're yeah, that's, that's on like great. multiple shows. So, you know. Okay, so let's uh, let's wrap this one up. Great debates tonight that we had. This was our sixth one. So if you think Andrew won this one, let us know. <laughs> TJ, if you, if you think TJ won this one, let us know as well. We always appreciate your thoughts after the fact as well. So you can comment below on the YouTube video to let us know or even write to us on social media and tell us your thoughts on the episode tonight. And of course, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd love to know what you think of this concept, if you're enjoying seeing this, and then we could bring this back with Andrew and TJ or even some other guests in the future on some SNL off weeks. I think this is a fun show that we can try. But for now, looking forward to what we have coming up this coming week. Obviously, it's uh, Kiki Palmer week. It's really kicking off. So the, the show gets, you know, rolling tomorrow where uh, writing day is coming up tomorrow and then uh, we'll get, you know, the promos coming up soon after. And it'll be very exciting as December kicks off with Kiki Palmer and we have our hot take show immediately after the episode airs. So come join us on YouTube at 1 10 a.m. We will be live there to break down the episode, talk about the best sketches from the night, really actually go through even the worst sketches from the night. We'll talk about them as well. Bring up your comments on screen and get our hottest takes from the panel. And then we have a roundtable next Monday. Our stats show our by the number show next Wednesday and then our patron feedback show where we'll answer questions from you next Thursday. So, um, TJ, uh, I believe you will be joining us on the Hot Take Show this Saturday night. So it'll be great yes, to get sir. to hear your thoughts about Kiki Palmer as well. Looking forward to that. But uh, let's do some plugs. So I'll start with Andrew on this one. So Andrew, let's talk about what's happening on That Week in SNL, which is your podcast. And uh, I had a great appearance on that recently. Uh, a fantastic appearance uh, just last week on Friday. We released it to the, the free feed. It was you and I talking about the Drew Barrymore squeeze episode from 1982, uh, but really hosted by a one, Tim Gazerinsky. Uh, <laughs> and true. that's no joke. He is all over yeah. that episode. Wait, is, that, wait, is, that, is that a bit or are you? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not even like that man really anchors that episode. Uh, TJ, I'm this. not it's lying. Like this, Please like web of this episode. <laughs> learn who Tim Kazarinski is. He's, he's a, he's a legend. Um, oh God, fine. I'll Google him. <laughs> he is in the police Academy films. Uh, that wasn't a joke. Yeah. And so, I've and then this man before my life. Okay. Let's not, let's, no more cast talk. Let's, TJ, let's, you're yes. drunk. Um, <laughs> TJ, let Andrew, let Andrew do his plugs. <laughs> so that, that just happened. Me and John, 
talk about Drew Barrymore, youngest host right ever. Happen. And yeah. then uh, just before uh, we we did, uh, on the Patreon today, we we released a uh, episode about the nineteen seventy four Flip Wilson special entitled of course which is the beginning of our uh journey to and through the richard Pryor show because that special was uh produced by lauren michaels a year before uh snl started and it's kind of a uh passing of the baton of the torch uh from flip wilson to to say you know a a, a richard Pryor, a lily tomlin or a lauren michaels kind of a a, a sea change type of thing and so the week after that coming out next week uh we are covering the richard Pryor, gil scott heron episode of snl and so that's what we got going on over at that week in snl please check us out sounds good tj what's happening on your podcast oh on my podcast we happen to have a smooth voiced sexy gentleman uh, a, a lovely, uh, the, the very lovely John Schneider. Uh, John Schneider, I texted him literally the day before we recorded this and asked him, hey, do you want to do this? And John uh, just chatted with us uh, on my 15-minute podcast, Rabbit Trail. That's R-A-B-I-D, um, uh, Rabbit Trail. Uh, it's 15-ish minute podcast. And uh, last week, John joined us to talk about all the Elon Musk Twitter chaos that's going on in this world. John, did you have a good time recording with us? Oh, man, I always have a great time with you. So it was awesome. We we had a wonderful time with Jonathan. He he, we we enjoy him. John John is a second time guest now. Um, and uh, the previous week actually, um, we talked about Pokemon. The week before that, we did Guitar Hero with. Um, he was competing on season twenty two of The Voice. Uh, artist Debix. Um, and he's a wonderful singer, great guy. Um, yeah. he, I, I, uh, we were friends in college and we went to high school together. Um, but, uh, you know, I definitely encourage people to check that episode out and also to check out some of the stuff. He's a fantastic artist. Uh, but today it's, it's Monday. I mean, dear listener, it's, I know it's Tuesday when you're listening to this, but today we just dropped an episode with the wonderful, the lovely, another two-time guest, Nicole Rovine joined us to talk about the best way to use potatoes. And if I do shout out my co-host, Kalen, who makes, uh, who's one of the person who makes a lot of our memes for our page. He put together a nine slide, nine slides of like what the different potatoes, like, like what your favorite potato says about you. And so it's like a nice little, there's like nice little graphics. It's like astrology, but for potato enthusiasts, I encourage you to check it out and you can take a look at it on our uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by uh, going to we are rabbit trail. Again, that's R A B I D. Um, hold on. Now, what does it my, mean if uh, my nah, nah, favorite nah, nah, potato my, is Colin? <laughs> hold on. Um, and actually next week we'll be doing an episode on one of the best comedies of all time, The Office. We recorded this one a couple months ago. We have Jordan DeFigio joining us from the Yin's Hers podcast. Um, but we're going to be talking about The Office. You can't talk about The Office in 15 minutes, but we got a chance to gush about it for just a few. Learn why I think Jim and Pam are one of the suckiest, uh, romantic couples in TV history. Yeah, I said what I said. Um, wow. and, uh, again, you can follow us on We Are Rabbit, follow us at We Are Rabbit Trail. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can find me, TJ, at King Compliment on Instagram and TikTok. That was a long. That was a long plug, but I, you know, no, you did good. Things. You did good. 
Um, so, well, I mean, if you haven't, uh, you haven't got enough of me here at the Saturday Night Network or on that weekend SNL or on Rabbit Trail, well, I was also on the SNL Hall of Fame podcast today. Holy talking, podcasting! I know, talking about uh, Kristen Wiig's induction, potential induction to the SNL Hall of Fame. So I made my arguments about why I think uh, she deserves to be in there, uh, one of my favorites. So for uh, if you want to check that out, really great podcast that our friend uh, Jamie Dew and Thomas Sema, Senna run. So uh, please uh, make sure to check that one out as well. And obviously, everything we got going on here a little holiday wish if you don't mind uh liking subscribing following us wherever you can as we head towards the new year always appreciate that so you can catch all of our content okay for everybody in the chat joining us on this monday evening i'd like to thank you and for andrew dick and tj randolph my name is john schneider from the saturday night network we will see you at the hot take show after the kiki palmer episode good casarinski to you all (laughs) 